Thank you, dear beloved God, for helping this to be your sharing. Thank you, Archangels, for helping me in every way, always, and for God's love to move through for this to be received in the best way, best way, best way, like a amazing angel of life. Um, thank you, God. Thank you for this to be received in the best way, by the best way. Glory to God's love. Thank you. Boundaries, safety, and love. I was listening to Alex Howard, and he was talking about this, and he said that if you have those three components, those three pillars, those three keys, then actually you can't really have trauma. So something can happen, but if you have boundaries, safety, and love at the time of anything happen, you'll move through it and transform, evolve, whatever, but it won't become trauma. Because apparently something happens with our, um, insert big word here, but like the neurons in our brains and our nervous system, when our needs aren't met inside of an incident and what actually creates the trauma almost kind of is the stress response to it and then whatever lingering response to it. So maybe there's something that you can remember back in childhood um, where you didn't have safety boundaries and love at a time when something happened and maybe that one thing may have stuck with you. So now's the chance to come back and put boundaries, safety and love whenever you're, and then this is where I'm diverging from him or whatever. I don't know if he agrees about this part, but you can return. I, I believe he does, but I, I don't know hundred um, percent. You can return to those memories um, and in fact, if they return to you, since these things can come up and you, you know it is a trauma, you can come and bring some boundaries, safety, and love into yourself in those places when those thoughts are arising, when they start to, to reactivate. You know, it's really fascinating because time is a continuum. Quantum physics says that means it's all connected, which means it's not linear, which means what really is past, present, and future Oh, I see a hummingbird right now. Um, all we really have is the now, this one moment. It's the only moment we're ever talking in, right? And the reference is sure, but when I'm understanding the past, it's in the present. When I'm um, planning for the future, it's in the present. And when the future is happening, it becomes the present. And when we remember, that can be sometimes bringing the past into the present. So those become access points for us to come and cultivate a new way of being. So then to enter, enter these three pillars. Boundaries, safety, and love. And I almost said comfort instead of boundaries. And ultimately they are interrelated, right? We come into the place, our place of yes when we're comfortable. So that can be an indicator of when boundaries are set and when they're healthy or when they're being crossed. If we're comfortable, then it's possible we're in a good place. Of course, that needs checking into too, to go deeper and see, am I really good with this? Am I really a full body yes to what's happening right now? Um, if not, then that's the time to switch gears, as my dad would say, 
into something, something else, um, setting a boundary. So what does this look like actually practically? Cause this is all theoretical at this point. Um, and I'm just kind of being in the moment here with you to explore this. So, okay. I'll go to a trauma from when I was a kid, uh, a mild one. I mean, it wasn't mild to me, but it's mild to describe. It was my parents. They got divorced when I was four. And so I was little. And I remember very little being up on the staircase alone at night. And my parents were fighting really a lot intensely. And I think they're probably... I know there was physical abuse, so this there may have, may have been in this exact scenario. So there I am up on the staircase watching this happening. Three years old, probably at this point. And, um, and it's so upsetting. And then I have to run to my room and make sure that they don't know I'm awake. So at that point, let's look at the things. Um, there was boundaries being crossed because a loved one of mine was being hurt. I guess two probably were being hurt by each other. And um, there was all of this violence. And then I wasn't feeling safe because of this happening at all. I didn't have anybody to take care of me. And nobody was there to talk to me about it. Nobody came to talk to me and give me love and say, it's okay. I love you. You're safe. Um, it's going to be okay. This is just something that's happening. So let's do it now. Okay. So this is what I'm advising. So I'm going to go talk to my little three-year-old self when I was a baby, when I was a kid, younger than my, well, I was right between the ages of my two daughters right now. I'm going to say, Lisa. You're safe. You're safe. I love you. And right now I'm letting the memories come up as I'm talking to myself. Lisa, I love you. You're safe. I'm going to hug you right now. You are loved so much. The angels are with you always. You can rest and relax and know that you're being loved. And this is the boundary that you get to set for yourself, Lisa. Look at, you see those people? They're like little kids. They're learning, and believe it or not, they're doing the best they can with what they've been given. So your boundary, Lisa, is to never be around this and to never be a part of this. You get to choose that. Guess what, Lisa? Somewhere in some dimension, you're grown up right now. And, and you get to make a choice if you want to be loud or if you want to interact with people in that way. Nobody's ever going to come up to you like that and do that without your permission. And you can set a clear boundary to make sure that doesn't happen. And it's funny, too. The girls right now are yelling. And little kids do that, right? But when grown-ups do it, it can just pull the floor out from underneath the children. Marigold, Marigold, pause, pause. Would you like to share or would you like to give it to me? It's going to have to be one of those two twists. Okay. Right now, I'm going to hold it. You girls can have it later, okay? Here, let me hold you. Oh, look, I'm doing it in the moment one. Gwendolyn, you're safe, and I love you. I love you. Come here, and you're safe. We're not going to take things from each other. Oh, look, I'm doing it in the moment one. We're, you're safe, and I love you. I love you. And we're just going to have to wait a little bit until we can figure out how to share this thing. Okay? 
Look, it's an in the moment one, right in the middle of a memory. Oh. Oh. You can use it later, but I need you to be able to be nice with your sister and to share. Or what do you think? Do you think that? Never mind. We're not going to do that. I was going to go get two of them, but I think I'll just let them process it. I know. So, Gwen, that's okay to have emotions. That's okay to be upset. I know. And I'm here for you, and you're safe. You're safe. You want that, huh? No, no. You want it? It's a brush, by the way. <laughs> a hairbrush. These are such curly girls. I love you. No. I love you. And you're safe. Again. I know you want No. Because I'm not yelling back. No. So one way. I know you want it. And that's one thing. Like, no. Sometimes we want something, and we can be like that screaming child, huh? And maybe that's what was going on right there when I was a kid and I was watching my parents. Very creative, Marigold. Can you think of a way to help Gwendolyn to feel better? I bet you could. You guys want to kick the ball? Look, watch this. I'm sad. That's okay to be sad. I'm right here for you. No. No. It's funny, I'm talking about inner child, and I've got a child in my arms right now, so what better what better practice or experience than that? I mean, that's part of what parenting does. It helps us to access our own inner child to give the love that we needed back then. So, you gonna walk? Okay, I love you. Okay, so, Lisa... I love you. Just see it, you know, they were like the little babies and you get to be like the grown-up in that case and it wasn't fair and it wasn't right, it didn't feel good. Might have like caused some kind of nervous reaction where it could have even carried on to this day. But let's go ahead and give that part a hug and some love. I love you. I love you. You are loved. Thank you for being who you are and for evolving and shifting. Yeah, you saw me. Marigold, I saw that. No. Okay, the girls are like tripping right now. So I am accessing like a really raw part of myself. So they could be very sensitive. To that. I always understand that. Um, try to be there for them, but also give them space too. Oh, Marigold. Here, come here. Do you want a hug? Do you want a hug? Okay. All right. So you are now hearing Gwendolyn 
I got these water bottle pins. I just like made them out of water bottles for bowling. So that's what that noise was. Anyways, so all this stuff is happening, of course, um, as I'm talking about this. But hopefully this is something that you can explore too for whatever part of you. What ideally would have happened in the moment when I was a little kid was that my parents would have stopped arguing sooner. Um, maybe heard the scampering of little feet upstairs going to the bedroom and then come up and given me a hug and talk to me. If that would have happened, I wouldn't have had trauma. That's the idea. So it's really having that support network to help to diffuse these big emotions that come up sometimes. That can go for any experience whatsoever. Being to be able to be in that component of love is a big one. Love coming through people. Um, and having those boundaries set. So knowing that um, I, I deserve to have a certain level of treatment. And so does everybody else from me. And then also having the safety. Knowing that I am safe. That I am protected and that different measures are going to be taken to make sure that I'm okay. That I have that baseline. When those, when any one of those is not present, then that's a chance when trauma can form. But it doesn't have to be like that because we can support each other and support ourselves. And in this case, I'm advocating for both. For you going in within yourself to give you that support system. Um, for those events that may have happened in the past in a really nurturing, loving way. Maybe even having tea while you do it, like chamomile tea, and hugging yourself or getting a hug from a loved one, um, playing soft music, ambient music, adding in those components that would have been very helpful. If I had been a kid and had that happen, somebody would give me some chamomile tea and give me a hug and um, play some calming music for me and sat there with their hand on me as I fell asleep, I would have been a probably a very different grown-up. Not to say that I'm particularly wrong, but um, I'm definitely not a successful grown-up so far, to be honest. TBH. Um, I can't seem to get my feet going in humanity. So, I don't know what God has planned for me if I'm just supposed to... I don't know. Um, but I will try to heal my traumas and I have a lot of them, so I probably could do this for like a week straight and I probably should do it and just take my own advice and that's some real talk for you and you're supposed to be all happy and grateful and joyful. Oh, something that I've been using lately is Ho'oponopono. I'm sorry, please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. So as I'm having, I guess I'm having emotions coming up from us doing that thing. Maybe that's what it is. That little kid in me coming up. <sighs> Feeling like not enough. Never enough. I couldn't do anything. And maybe that's where I get stuck here in life. I keep thinking I can't do anything, but I can. Because even right now I'm doing something sharing with you and that just even one person can change the entire world 
something that came up too um, yesterday was I was communing with Archangel yeehaw, Faith. Yeehaw, mommy. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. I'm on, yeah. a, I'm on a rocking chair too. And she's on her rocking horse. I'm on my rocking chair. Um, yeehaw. We're riding the, the bull of life. <laughs> Dog's barking. Um, Faith said, uh, she was like, stop. She did. She would never talk like that. That's me. But she was like, um, not like not like stop. But like she was like, you don't have to um, assume something just because you don't know it. And she was talking about me making judgments about certain men in my life and calling one right and one wrong. And she's like, don't do that. Because if you don't know what he's doing or who he is or, you know, his, his true character or what, you know, what his, what his flow is or all of that stuff. Like if you, if you, like, if you can't integrate or see it or witness it or be present into that space of what's actually happening, don't make assumptions. What was the word? She said, this was the mantra to say, it wasn't really mantra, it was like a permission slip you can give to anybody, and it's very healing, and you say, oh, and it's not even to people, but it's, this is what she said, say, I allow you to be, so that can be in the places where I am, might make an assumption like somebody, like even going back to that memory of my parents, um, my dad and my mom fighting right there instead of being like they're bad people or something. I could be like, I allow you to be in that memory. Not that I was thinking that I wasn't thinking that they're bad people. Just, I know that they have had so many experiences that have led them to what they, where they were at that time. Um, I allow you to be. And I was like, that's not, I was to faith. I was like, that's not, is that doing enough? I feel like that's not doing enough. She was like, no, no, it is. Oh, she didn't talk like that, but she was said in like the most beautiful way. <laughs> I should try to do that too. I'm so human. Um, which is fine. Cause I bring all this richness to the, to the ethereal realm and integrate it. Um, but she was like, no, it, it is doing a lot because God is the one doing, not you. So God is going to, you know, bring God's will and, and flow in that spaciousness. If I can allow spaciousness as a human, that does a lot because that makes me a vessel for God and that allows spaciousness for God. And even where I put my attention, um, if I can allow that to give it to God, a space for God. It reminds me of um, a Jewish story of this person and like somebody's like, go get, they ran out of oil and they're like, go get me a vessel. And they're like, but there's no oil. It's like, just give me the vessel because I trust in God. Oh, is that the Hanukkah story? I don't know. Whatever. Something like that. And then it just keeps pouring and pouring out because it's like, God's like, I got this girl. Like, you don't have to do it. Um, and not only you don't have to do it, but doing it can get in the way. Especially if I'm making up stories about people that aren't positive, like these certain men in my life, or maybe they're too positive. 
and then it's like not allowing that person to be who they are so anyways that's where i'm at right now um you got to see quite a raw part of me and i'm okay with that i'm gonna still publish it <laughs> because what else am i here for but to be transparent and to transform and to bring my humanity and my divinity together to allow God to interweave them and to bring God onto this earth and to heal us all. I love you.